What's up, y'all? It's the fourth quarter. It's a new month. And what better way to start it than to come and join us at EYL University? Yes, the fourth quarter is where star players make a name for themselves. So come and join the number one roster. EYL University is the biggest platform for business in the universe. We have over 70 past classes, weekly classes. We have a private investment group on Facebook, which gives you access to our movie club, our book club. We also have bi-weekly real estate calls with MG, the mortgage guy, and monthly financial advising calls with none other than yours truly. (laughs) So head over to EYLUniversity.com right now and enter promo code EYL for 40% off of our annual membership. That's right. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over. We'll see you on the other side. Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app, and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. It's ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content. Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no ads, no data selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30 day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got a we got a we got a tremendous show today. Um, I'm excited. It's been uh, a week um, since we last logged on. Thankfully, so far <laughs> we don't have any we don't have any Zoom issues. Yo, remember that? Yeah, man. 
Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy, man. So I, I'm not saying anything about any apps going forward. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to all of the applications. Hopefully, that. hopefully that that holds forward. But before we start, let's just give you the rundown what we got going on at EYL University this week or EYL period. Tomorrow we we um dropped an interview with one of our favorite rappers of all time. Your favorite rapper, favorite, favorite rapper, rapper, favorite rapper, Styles P. Like Pacino and De Niro, so they call him Panero. Yeah, shout out to Styles, man. A major influence um, where we come from and just growing up. So to see him transition to the business world, to be an entrepreneur with his wife, um, and and really taking health serious, full-fledged vegan. It's beautiful, man. Full-fledged vegan, plant-based. He's very serious about this. And um, you got an online pharmacy. You got four juice bars. um, You got a whole whole business operation. And he's employing the community. Yeah. Like we literally got to witness what he's doing for the community, people coming in. It's a staple in the community and some of the vision that he has forward to hire people within the community. This is this is like one of those transitions that we love to see, man. We, we, we got to highlight uh, entrepreneurs. We got to highlight our entertainers that take the business route. Um, so SP, shout out to his wife, too. We can't. That's, yeah, the, Ajua, that's the real business. Ajua, shout out to Ajua Styles. Yeah, um, just, just a dope, a dope couple all the way around. So we're excited about that. That episode drops tomorrow at five o'clock. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, make sure you check it out. This week for EYL University, we got a mental health class mm-hmm. on Wednesday. That's something that's extremely important. We don't want to end the year without addressing that because we feel like for business, a lot of times, that's one of the things that's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. We can talk about investing. We can talk about real estate. We can talk about all this. But at some, at some point, we have to talk about the depression that comes into being a business owner, the anxiety, the long nights, the relationship issues, all of that. Mental health is a real big thing for self-employed people, for business owners that people don't fully understand it's not easy to just you know like people was talking about the quarantine i've been quarantined my whole life Facts. <laughs> so so you know uh, yep so I, I just think that you know that's that's really dope and then next week for eylu we got Ooh, we got a big one we got a big one we, we we got alumni coming through uh shout out to ashley scott from the georgia Free, the freedom georgia project initiative uh, she's going to come through um, and just raise... I mean, she's going to set the bar pretty high, man. That episode is going crazy right now. If you haven't checked out uh, the Freedom Georgia Initiative, go check it out. Episode 108, right? 108. Yeah, yeah. So that, Super dope one. That's about the um, 19 families that brought the 100 acres. At the end of that episode, she said that she teaches a class. Yeah. And we said we got to get you to EYL to teach a class. And now No-brainer. we got her to EYL. So she's going to teach a class about how to how to develop a community. Um, yeah. pretty much like she's talking about on the podcast but she's going to break it down even further answer questions she has a whole class that she's prepared for this so yeah. shout out to Kev and shout out to Greg Greg is in here shout out to Kev um, yeah. the other two gentlemen that are part of that team it's 19 families but uh, shout out to those sh- who we interview with them shout out to them man then we got the book club we got the movie club um, so yeah man we, we are excited about EY University um, today is the last day of our Cyber Tuesday sale, Black Friday yeah, sale. Like right new earners, man. Cyber Tuesday. So yeah, shout out to everybody that just joined. Yo, shout out to all the new earners. Yeah, three thirty three for the entire year. We'll put the link in the um thing. But um yeah, you got until midnight. Code EYL. Said I just joined the day. EYL fifty is the code, and um, we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, yeah, Jan. That orientation in, um, is going to be ridiculous in December. There's so many new earners, man. I'm looking forward to it. We looking will be there forward back. to it. Ian, what's and the Janet, job? I need to steal you from Troy and Rashad so you can nah, do the <laughs> with the sni- sniper. So thank you. <laughs> I will be there Sunday for the book club if you need me. <laughs> Whatever you need, Queen. I'm telling you, if you guys need, like, for my business owners, for real, no jokes. I'm not, like, catering, right? Because I know y'all think I'll be, like, angling and capping. I'm not. If you want to get stuff done in your business, please get a woman. I, I am begging you. They are going to execute way faster much less of an ego. And I've always, even on the investing side, women are a lot better. Like, uh, 
you even see now, like since Tesla got put in the S&P 500, everyone's like shooting at Kathy when we, when we were talking about her earlier this year. So, but yeah, if you, you need to get stuff done on your team, get a woman, please, see, please, please. Did you see what albums we put up today? We felt we had too much testosterone <laughs> for too long. We needed some, we needed some, you know? That's yeah, tough. Yeah. How are you going to compare them to? Shout yeah, out to like, Joe. You, we already know Joe, Joe voting for snow a thousand times. <laughs> Well, we'll talk about that later. On. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> That's another topic. Yeah, yeah. That's another topic. We'll talk about that later on. But shout out to shout out to Snow Allegra and shout out to Solange. Yeah. And shout out to the ladies. Um, you know, yeah, you're right though. Women, women are a lot more efficient a lot of times than men, and uh, they get the job done. They're Absolutely. very women. So shout out to Janet and shout out to all of the ladies involved with EYL. Shout out to Danielle, Choice Wife. Yeah, shout, yeah. Shout, shout out to, to I love you. So my sister she says I never say it. Tara, what up? Solange too, and yeah. Sky. Yeah, my sister killed me if I was. She worked on uh, Solange's project, so shout out to Sky. I'm gonna get cursed out after this film. Shout her out. So you know I worked on that project. <laughs> hey sis, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ian, the ball's in your court, my brother. Um, let's get right to it. Uh, everybody on YouTube, I appreciate you. Dream Team, Red Panda Sniper Family, Alpha Apex, love you, Sock Club members. It's been a good year. I love you guys. Um, stock club sale. Oh, well, well, let me share and then we'll get rocking. And then um, stock club sale, if you want to join, I, join I the, if not. I, I pinned the link too for Red. I'm going to give the picks away tonight anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's about timing too. Like the timing of when you get into stuff is very key. Um, but let's rock and roll. Yeah, as you get ready, Ian, I'm just going to read the disclaimer really quickly. I see your screen's coming up. So, we own research, man. This is a disclaimer. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important that you do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment, decision, or otherwise. This is a message from the good folks at Earn Your Leisure University and Earn Your Leisure. Do your own research. Do your own homework. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so can we have a little bit of personal talk? So I want to pick up where Bonowin left off, and then because we, we can do a whole master class about what he talked about. So, so shout out to Bonowin. I appreciate you. Um, but tonight, I want to dive into this question: uh, When will you be faithful to your financial freedom? So um, I know for some, if it was your first time listening to Bonowin, it felt like. He may have been going too fast, or he may have been going over your head. But we also have to take in consideration that not many people that look like him, that are in the position that he is in, is coming back and giving the knowledge to us. So I see we want financial freedom, but let's be very honest. This isn't the Instagram version of it. This is the real life version of it. We're going to have to dig in deep sometimes. So I want to piggyback off some of the things that he talked about and give some perspective, but also show some numbers that are possible. But I want to give kudos to my brother again for coming through because like some of the information that he gave about the VIX and standard deviation and, you know, building uh scanners, like trade, it changed a lot of people's lives last week. I at least had 500 people hit me. <laughs> yeah. So let's go here. So let's, let's, let's walk it slow tonight. Right. Our job is to own the top companies in the U.S. so that they can work for us. So to tie back into what he talked about, everybody type in chat, equity owner. So there's two ways we can play the game. We can finance 
the companies and they can pay us back that way, bond market, or we can own part of these companies. Uh, shout out to my guy, Huggy Bear. You got a dope Instagram name. But look, look what he said. Like, I have money in a savings account, getting 0.3% interest. But if you would have put away 300 a month for 10 years or even five years, and that mentor was not me, he'd be sitting on 250. The thing about behavioral finance, as many of you know, is not about the information. You know VTI, v, v, uh, VGT, VOO, SPY, QQQ, XLK, Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, AMD, sales, great. But are you executing and buying that every month? Or as Trap will say, load the clips, and if it gets to a deep enough point to put all of your money in at that particular position. But we want the companies to work for us, right? I like even come back today, Monday, I'm like, whew. It's working 12 hours a day thing. Oh, man. I'm going to have to wrap this up soon. Uh, and, I, and I love what I do, right? So the formula, keep it very simple. Two index funds and two tech companies. Really simple. But look at this. So since return, so kudos to John, kudos to Hans. But look at, and this is doing a golden era. So timing in the market and keeping your money in is key. And because a lot of you have been asking me, Rashad, Troy, Trap, like, when do you get out? I'm like, if you get into a great company, you do not want to exit. But it's something that has not been taught in our culture to hold businesses for a long period of time. I understand the layers of why. Some of us may not even think that we may make it to 25. So there's no reason to hold for 20 years. I'll dive into that later. But since this golden era, Microsoft, Adobe, Amazon, Apple, look how well they have done. I don't know about you, but I wish when I was playing above the rim every day at my grandma's house, trying to get my handles together, I wish I would have known to buy Nike back then with the money that I was getting buying and playing NBA Jam. I didn't know. So this is part of the reason why we come here and share this information every single week. Look at this. Just over 10 years. Now, for those of you that are 24, 25, I see some of y'all on IG. You think that them 30s are not going to creep up on you. I was the same way. Oh, baby, you hit 30, life changes. <laughs> you have a kid get married. Oh, baby, you like, dang, all your references get old. You're like, dang, Will Smith looking like Uncle Phil. Yo, talk to him. Talk to him. It, is, it happens. Kudos to Will. I love you, my brother. Um, but look at, so for those of you who need a scholarship, screenshot this list. These are still quality picks. Tesla up 8,000%. NVIDIA, 3,700. A, a few of you have asked me which ones do, you, do I think is going to hit the 1,000% club. Alpha, Michael, David will be there soon. right? But these are all quality companies. This is all you need. But when a recession hits, and for those of you, if it's your first recession, I'm going to talk to you about it tonight, but I need you to begin planning what you're going to do in the next recession. But all of the biggest winners over the last 10 years, with the exception of one, is a tech company, including Domino's, which we talked about here as well. So you got four tiers of investing. We talked about it. Index funds, that's your first entry level. Kudos to Jeremy. Um, so we agree on that. That's your first tier. Second tier, tech. And then you want to get into the volatile stuff. So let's say a Tesla, even like you can categorize Boeing, the cruise lines, because of how long it's going to take them to turn 
and the catalyst that they need from Fed, plus customers feeling comfortable, the volatility of them going up and then sliding back down 30 to 40 percent, that makes them volatile. And then you have futures and exotics, and I'll include futures, exotics, options all, all in the same basket. That's the last thing you need to do. Now, I know you don't want to hear it, right? But if you have a little money, and I didn't want to hear it, so I get it. I was you. Um, but if you have a little bit of money, the little bit that you have will grow a lot safer if you put it into these safe vehicles. Because if you don't have enough, I'm going to be very honest, a lot of not having money is behavioral finance stuff that you have to learn how to break. So even in not over trading, everybody who trades technically knows how to trade. Most people who trade just don't know how to stop. So I want you to put in chat safety first, right? And then while I said it, when we start getting on here, I'm like, if I ever think that the market is going to crash, I'm going to come to you and be like, man, it's over. You know, and I'll tell you the reason why I'll say, and even when Rashad and I was talking um, in March and we was talking about Boeing, he like, bro, you sure? I'm like, trust me, I'm sure. I'm not going to end our relationship over a bad call. Yeah. Two weeks in, I got you. I was like, Boeing 95, 97, 100, we're good. So if it ever comes to a point where I think that the market is going to fall, maybe mid-30s we could. I'll say that. Um, and we've also talked about tech crossing over into healthcare. So I put this in May and Amazon, of course, announced that they're going into the pharmacy business because if they have a distribution center and they have all of this intel and all of this data, they can run those analytics and see, okay, great. That is the next sweet spot that we need to cross over into because they could potentially dominate that space. And because healthcare is not incredibly efficient, you leave room for competitive threats to loom and enter your space. So for those of you that are business owners, one of the things that you must do consistently every week is you need to figure a way to put yourself out of business or if someone came new into your territory, what would scare the hell out of you? The healthcare field has not innovated in a long time. But my question is, who are you building this for? That's my reason why I work so hard. And that's why I'd be agitated sleeping two hours a day. And I'm, I promise you I'm doing better. But I want you to put in chat, who are you building this for? When I didn't have any money, when I used to hear people say, well, man, when you get the money, it won't matter. And I was like, bro, shut up. Give me the money. It shouldn't matter. And then you get a dollar or two and you're like, it really doesn't matter. Like the respect of the community matters more to me. Um, my family being proud, like me having solid relationships and helping matters. Like Xander being proud of me matters more. But who are you building this for? Because I'm going to be real. A lot of the times we're trading because we want to flex for us. But when you have somebody that you care about and you want to make sure that they're straight, you're going to think long term for them. I'm going to be real. Other coaches are thinking four or five legacies down, four or five generations down. Excuse me. Who are you doing this for? And then that takes away all the competitive ego jockeying that we see away as well because when you're actually building for your grandma your auntie your dad your kids there's so much love that pours out of you you're not going to enter in a bunch of conflicts and also you're not going to engage in a bunch of risky trades either so kudos to all my parents especially for those of you that are homeschooling and my teachers you guys deserve a raise for real amen, amen. <clears throat> but here's the truth okay listen listen close Almost everything that's ever been stated about investing has been written already. You don't need to learn nothing new. Like even when some of you are asking, where do I get out? I'm like, if you read Money Master the Game, 
the book that I don't get any feedback for. Can y'all go tag Tony and tell him to come on the show? Yeah. I know I had to move up with 200,000 books for him. Easy. Um, and the book has been great to me, so I'm honored to be able to share, right? But everything has been written about investing. You don't need to learn anything else unless you just started yesterday. Truth be told, five years is a short period to invest. We really need to be holding 30 years. But I know if I came out the gate and said 30, you would be like, get out of here. Rashad, get him off the show. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Who he think he is with his jacket and hoop shorts telling me to hold a position for 30 years. Get him off, right? Everything's been written. But to overcome the fear, start small. You need to start small. So I want to walk you through some of the things that we've talked about in Stock Club and called out here. Um, uh, kudos to you that have went back and watched. Jerry, I appreciate you who are watching the very beginning, but I want to talk about some of the ones that we've caught out this year. So AMD, year to date. So I want to do your one-year percentage change because I don't want the stock club members to kill me for like getting, giving the prices. But Shopify is up 209% over one year. AMD, 90%. Kudos to Richie. She got in at 14 a few years ago. Apple was up 77%. I wish my baby was doing better, but next year they'll be great. And then we have the big boy up here. Um, and I'm going to say it at the end. Please stop shorting Tesla. Tesla's up 816%. So if you are trading Tesla, if you're looking mathematically, you need a stop loss, if you're swing trading it, of between 35 to 47%. That's too much. Like, why are you going against a trend? I know it could drop. And I know it's, it's going to drop 384. So when I said it's going to drop to 384, that's me throwing you an alley-oop. So if you want to get to 384, you can then get your positions in, right? And then when it drops to 372, you're going to scream and be like, you were wrong. And then want to take it back off to the upside. Because Tesla moves in the same volatile fashion that Apple did in 2009, 2010. Very similar. Um, and I'll give you guys a master lesson that will help you a ton investing and trading-wise at the very end. But let's go forward. And then we look at Amazon. 194. My bad about that. 194, Moderna. Caught it in March, 632. TQQQ up 102%. So I know there's this feeling of if you invest long term, you can only get 8 to 12%. Those rules and regulations are created typically for hedge funds, but also, but also to mitigate any risk from consumers expecting a higher return. It is possible to get a higher return this year proved it but in times like this you have to be prepared but i when i missed the recession because i had a friend who told me when to get in and i didn't do it it pissed me off so much that i didn't listen and he was already rich and i didn't listen so i i empathize when people like me i didn't get it because i was afraid i was like i was too but it that led me to be so passionate about learning that i never want to get caught in a recession again and not know what to do. And then we'll talk about some of the free ones. So Franklin Dynatech, Rashad talked about that on, on our first um, go round together. IIPR year to date is up 102%. I think we called it out maybe two months ago. Walmart year over year is up 27%. And PayPal is up 94% over a year. Please put in ch chat, I'm shocked if you did, if you never thought the stocks could go up this high in a year. Because I think if you see the numbers, and the great part about long-term investing like this is you go to sleep and wake up and be like, oh, what? It makes your work day better. And like yeah. some of you are calling. Go ahead. 
when we said the when I said the Dynatech fund on your episode, which was in March. March. Um, I said the Dynatech fund, and I think like this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. People always ask, like, well, what stocks, like, I can't tell you what stocks to buy. Mm-hmm. But if you do some deductive reasoning, anybody that knows my background, you know that I'm an advisor. Mm-hmm. So if I do this for a living, and, and I And say, if I scratch my face up when he says it? Like, <laughs> I mean, two plus two equals four. You can just look at the chart. It's pretty good. It's the strongest. It's averaged almost 18% a year for the last 10 years. It's no brainer. Go, go back and look at the entire history. So, like, I know some of you beat me up over the sports analogies but it's apropos so if you go and look at the history of a player you'll know when he does well in the clutch when he doesn't and it makes a huge difference and then square so kudos to um amber and everyone that was in um the first iteration of the, the sniper program a few years ago like when stock club was free this is one of the ones that i'm big i wish jack would have been the, the, the ceo of microsoft but they did well but even with, if you guys are looking at like XLK, XLY, and, and those are your option positions as well, you're putting your, you're doing the same strategy. I want you to pare down to four to six positions. Put four to six in chat, please, everybody, and get let's get those likes up, and let's keep it simple. We don't have to make this complicated, because what I want us collectively to do, as a family, as a culture to stop arguing about which one. And then in two or three years, we're able to take care of kids, colleges, college tuitions and mortgages and help and give more because I don't want us to be the smartest because you can see it. The culture is shifting. And for the first time in history, institutions are looking and saying like, damn, they're pretty good. Those retail investors that they're talking about on CNBC, kudos to everybody at NBC Universal, Kate Bottom, I appreciate you. Jim, I appreciate you. Um, we, we comprise a big part of that group that helped move the market and shift some of those things. So I'm proud of you guys. So I'm going to ask you once again, when will you start being faithful to your financial freedom? Because the more you deviate from your plan, the longer it's going to take you to get there. That's why I respect the hell out of Bonowin for coming and just shooting straight. And here's another thing I want you to know. You don't have to market the truth or make it sound sexy. The truth is what it is. So like when, I don't know what it would cost to hire him. I won't say publicly, but it's not cheap. So he's coming and giving it for free. And it's like, it may not, it may not be the thing that we want to hear, but it's the thing that we need to know to execute. Because even in just this year, like 
we've put out more information for free. And this is like a $25,000 masterclass given for free. Um, a lot of the information is much better than courses that people have paid for that, or that you guys have seen online. But I want you to make the decision tonight, and this is your reminder, which four or five companies are you going to stick with for the next 20 years? We'll get to the trading. Trading part, fine. I don't know one investor on the planet, though, who isn't like, yeah, I wish my grandma's grandma would have had 72,000 shares to pass on. So we can't say that we want things to change culturally. And let's be honest, culture is not going to change and government is not going to change in our favor. We're going to have to take care of us and take care of the action steps that we need to so we can pass these on. Because wouldn't it be great like if our grandkids were hanging out because of what we did in 2020? There are bonds here that can be made. And I'm going to be very honest. This rapper violence is increasing. I truly believe if this stuff was integrated in East Chicago, Indiana, and Gary in Chicago, all the stuff that you're seeing with that madness and the stuff in Dallas, that wouldn't be there. It wouldn't be there if there was a lot more economic inclusion. So I think we can shift the tide on that. If you're a trader, I want to ask you, are you hitting these kind of gains from trading consistently? If the answer is no, please, 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 please invest first and then trade. I'm not anti-trading. Like I love the trading part more. The security part came from the long-term positions. I'm going to be very real with you. So even like I want to take today off because I only set two hours long, great. You have to have money working for you, as the Buffett quote says, or you're going to work forever. Now, a few weeks ago, we talked about how to evaluate a company, and there were some fundamental things that we needed to do to be able to assess if the company was good. I need you to add this to the list. Because you can have a great founder, great team, great product, great vision, great distribution, great. But when we hit times like this, you need a macroeconomic catalyst to cause an uptrend. Contrary to popular belief, the market does not go up just because it hit a support level. There's not a concrete floor. Uh, for those of you that have been at Hertz or SPI, you see that those levels don't hold. You need a catalyst. So like the, the Fed pumping in $12 trillion to keep us up was the catalyst that made us okay. And of course, yes, it devalues the dollar. I know you guys hit me with that all the time. And we'll talk about Bitcoin later and gold and all that as well. But you need a catalyst to push the market up for my traders. The Fed is the whale. They are the market maker. Without that, we'll be in trouble. If the VIX drops to 20, the fear and greed index will go to 95. When it gets to 95, I don't want you to put on any new positions. It's too high. That's literally the level where it's like, please stop buying. And then it'll slide to 100, and then you'll see it slide back, and people will panic. So the reason why I tell you guys I want you to be patient investors, and I like these sessions at night, because when the market isn't moving, you can think a lot clearer than you can versus when we're at the opening bell. Does that make sense? Put yes in chat if it does. And I want to illustrate this to you. Everyone always worries about a crash. And most people will miss 20 years of retirement to avoid 20 to 60 days of pain. So, like, look at these numbers for how long. 85 was the longest period. But 120 days in context of a five-year hold is nothing. 01 was short. 2002 was short. 
2009 was relatively short. So if you look at 2020, it was 36 days. Now, when you're in it, oh, baby, it feels like a multiple of 10. Every day, even on trading on the future side and shorting, it was like, damn, we really can fall apart. We really can because like the uncertainty. But the thing that helped me was researching and reading everything that happened in the last recession. And it literally my playbook, I'm like, buy tech and pharma companies if we have a dip. That was the playbook from the last recession as well. So please keep that in mind. So if you go to 2019, it was less than 40 days. Look Now write these dates down. March 23rd, 2009, from this date, uh, it was less than 20 days, excuse me, spelling. But if you look at March 23rd of 2020, that was the bottom of the market. So for those of you that have the almanac, you know there, there is a rhythm to market cycles. So we know that the market is going to pull back in September, October, and then we're going to boom into November, and we usually have a Christmas rally. Great. So once you know these dates and time frames, it will give you a better perspective. And then also, like on a macro level, on a 10 to 20 year period, you'll see like every seven to 10 years, we're going to have a pullback or a recession. Anyhow, and you can factor that into your planning and also your retirement. A lot of you have been asking how much should I contrib- contribute? This is an easy formula. Your first year, 250 a month. Second year, 500 a month. Third year, 1,000 a month. By then, you should have enough confidence if you've been investing. And then fourth year, 2,500 a month. Now, to the fellas, I can only talk to you because I'm one of you. We've also spent 1,000 on clothes, so you can't say haircut. You know, Rashad got, got the Cartier, AZ, do or die glasses. We all have spent money on stuff. Coming soon. Coming soon. Special edition. Yeah, so, fellas, I don't want to hear it. I want to hear it because I'm still seeing you shopping like crazy, like put the money away. But I think when you also do the homework and see what the returns are, because a lot of the reasons why we don't want to invest because we don't know what the outcome is. And when we have uncertainty, we don't take action. I get that. But once you know what the numbers are, we'll be happy to put those there. Um, What do I think about SPACs and IPOs? I think we are at like the IPO era that I talked about with Microsoft and Apple, that was a golden era. We're like in a snap music version of IPOs. These I don't love. Most SPACs I don't hate. I don't like, excuse me, I hate most of them. Um, so I would hold off. I know it's not popular to say, but I hate them. Um, this is very important. I need you to keep your eye on the yield curve. If you have not done the homework, I need you to go to Google right now and tell me the site where you can see where the yield curve inverts. Because what I don't want to happen is it inverts and three months later, everyone's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. You have to know when it's, because that is going to be the signal that works every time to tell you that we're going to go back in a recession. And if we don't have like a shutdown plus some better government and economic planning, 2021 will be bouncy. Um, And then Q3 of 2021, Group activity should boom, travel should boom, and that's when I'm thinking we should see like a flattening of the curve. And then for those of you that are big macro investors, you need to go read all of the papers from 1918 through 21 about the Spanish flu. We're like almost in sync exactly with what happened there. Um, and if we don't, if that industry does not go up by the by Q3 of 2021, it's probably going to take them four years to recover. Um, also, I want to give context. So if we hit a recession, 
when should you not buy? Because I know everyone over romanticizes March and April, and it was not fun. Um, it was probably a period of maybe two weeks I didn't check my account. So I was like, mm, can't do it. Can't see all that red, man. Like, stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the same for everybody in 07, 08. It was like, I mean, it was great in 2010, but while you're going through it, it's like, it's hell on earth. If the Fed states that they will not intervene during a recession or they would not offset the hell that we're going through, that's when you shouldn't invest. It's a rarity, but 2020 taught us that anything can happen. The reason that the market goes back up is because of the excessive printing. And we talked about it in episode 70. Like I always say, the market is rigged to stay up and the rig is quantitative easing. If the Fed says, hey, I'm not going to put any money into this and I'm going to let everything flatten, you need to stay put until they say that they are. When should I sell? This is the easy answer. The real answer is 30 years. 30 years. For most people, five. But I'm going to give you a price-based exit. If you read Money Master the Game, Cal Bass's chapter, because he's a better investor than I, so I defer to those that are better than I. When you hit a multiple of 5x, you can look to sell. But if we go through the IPO list, you can see that some of those companies are easily passing up 500%. Tesla's done that this year. And there are people that I know this year that sold Tesla way too early, and they are upset. It takes a certain level of discipline. Um, I think maybe it was T. Rowe Price or Schwab, maybe 15 years ago, did a study about the people who did the best. And 25% of that audience was the people who forgot that they even had an account. And they just had an account for 14, 15 years, never took anything out, never adjusted, and they did well. So, and then for everyone who's uh, big on, on Bitcoin, you can make that same case right now for that five and 10 year hold. And also, if you think a company is not going to be good in five years, it's not a good company. Like, I, I hate to pick on Nicola, but it's like, if I come to you with a business model, I'm like, hey, Listen, man, I'm going to make an Iron Man suit. I'm going to sell it for $2,000 a piece, but I don't have an Iron Man suit and I can't shoot any lasers out of my hands. Are you going to pre-order from me? The answer is no. Nikola didn't have any product for sale. It's yeah. the same thing. So if you don't think that it's going to have at least a five-year run, don't touch it. And finally, when a company loses its competitive edge, it's time to sell. Two great cases of that was AT&T. And then BlackBerry. BlackBerry failed to innovate, got comfortable. And I worry that Apple, if they don't start to innovate over these next four years, them not bringing Johnny Ive back in, I think, hurt. Um, Apple could face that same fate in 2034. If, you ever, if Tim Cook leaves before 2025, it's a sign of that. And I will be honored for them to fall apart, to come on here and be like, hey, Apple's not bad anymore. <laughs> So I can show you that I'm agnostic. We have to be in love with our family's name, not the corporations. So when my bell was the greatest thing ever, okay, great, ride that wave. When the trend changes, you have to be agnostic and get out of it. And please write this down and screenshot this. But your rate of savings and a percentage of capital that you invest matters more than debating about whether it's VTI or XLK or SMH or AMD. It's like they all the same thing. You, you're missing out on being in the market 
talking about a 4 to 15% edge, it won't matter. Please write in how much of the income that you make are you going to put into the market. It doesn't matter if you buy two shares of a company and it goes up 100% and you never put any other positions in. Once again, the number of shares that you have will dictate when you can retire. If the business owner, you can make another case that the business can do, but what if the employees don't work well? And 2020 has been crazy, so I'd rather be safe than sorry. So it's the number of shares, your savings rate, and plus a percentage of capital that matters a lot more. And what else do you need to know? Okay, so even with Bitcoin, the excessive liquidity is a catalyst for the market going up and also cause for the rotation. So once they started making money in tech, they're like, okay, let me make money in financials. Let me make money in fintech. Let me make it in utilities, consumer discretionary. And then we will talk about it, and I'll never shot and short talk about it. But even with Bitcoin, at the same time, when Jamie Dimon and all the hedge funds were saying, we hate Bitcoin, there's no use case for it. In another country, they were buying the assets up. If you guys actually go read the reports, what major hedge fund managers were saying in March, we're going to crash another 35%. And they were buying up everything. Everything. You can go read the reports and see. And that's why Bono said, even with us, don't trust nothing I tell you. Go research it. Oh, it makes me so happy. Like, man, I I thought you was full of it at first, but you my guy. I appreciate you too. Because there's so much misinformation. And I'm going to be very honest. A lot of the misinformation gets put on us for liquidity purpose so other people can get out of their positions. So be mindful of that. And then when you're pumping what is the equivalent to 29% of GDP to prop the economy up, and yes, it was necessary, that is going to stabilize things for the time being. Now we need to see, I'm not pro-vaccine, but we need to have a something that, that stems off and flattens the curve. And I hope... In the next year, we'll have something that'll do that. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that when interest rates go back up, because even with all this printing of money, interest rates are still at their lowest. At some point, they have to go up. Some of us are old enough to uh, have parents or grandparents who used to tell, tell us about the golden days when you know mortgages were 14 and 15%. So when we are crying about these rates now, they're looking at us like we're crazy. Um, the bubble that we're in now, could pop in between 25 and 27. So you need to be mindful of that. And screenshot this, and I mean every word it is. I won't say it so we don't mess up the content. But your competitive advantage is to not change your strategy. No matter how much misinformation gets thrown at you. You notice the investors that have done well, you hear them say the same thing. Over and over and over again. Yeah, I got Amazon at 99. I just held on to it. Yeah, I got an Apple in 04 and just kept buying it. And other people may be better traders or may even have better entries, but they don't have as much money. At the end of the day, I want us to be financially free, not intellectually smarter than everyone, but not doing well. And these VIX key levels, so I know some of you were not able to look at them depending on what platform you're on. I'll post a screenshot of it next week. Um, but the key levels, like if if it's hell on earth, 137, 83, and then 48. Um, but the spikes and volatility are short-lived. And for those of you that trade, 
is not a hundred percent guaranteed. But what Bonham was saying is like VIX is a mean reverting product. So once it hit those highs, it's going to travel back to the middle. It's one of the few products that is guaranteed to revert to the mean. Most equities and most stocks go up. Brilliant lesson. And then I want to also tell you something as I close out. I was watching um, a few things from Kobe because all the inspiration and insights that I get, kudos to Darius, um, insights that I get are from athletes because athletes make some of the best business people um, because of the number of reps they go through. I also have to tell you too, there is a part of this that people won't tell you that is luck. Think like they could have stopped quantitative easing and uh, we could have called out Boeing, Apple, Microsoft, AMD, and oh baby, lawsuit time. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Thanks for the disclaimer, Troy. I appreciate it. Every time. Thanks to my dad <laughs> for telling me. Like, he's like, man, you got to put a disclaimer. You're just throwing out these prices. <laughs> like, But the interesting thing for my investors and traders, so I was watching this segment with Kobe, and Kobe was like, you know, how did you get better? Because remember when, when he missed those, uh, I think it was in Utah when he airballed three times. Yeah. And he was like, they sat him down. And made him watch game footage. We all heard that. And he was like, no, not the game footage, the in-arena footage. So what did you do when you walked out? How did you prep? What was your body language with your teammates? What was your observation? Right? So for my investors, this is a tip that I tell everybody in Red Panda. The only way you're going to know how a market moves is to watch it. One of the assignments that I have everyone at Apex do, is record your trades. So if you, you want to get really good, you want a great tip, great. You can download any software, and I know for those of you that have a Mac, you can do QuickTime. Um, but I use Screencast-O-Matic. Okay, great. 1,000 days. Pick any asset, record it, and at the end of the day, watch it. Watch it. You'll see the false breakouts. You'll see all the double tops like today. We shot up real quick and we slid down. But this is the work part. And the reason why I push on the execution so hard is because we are so brilliant collectively, but we don't take enough action collectively. Go review the market. Like literally review it every single day. Because then when the market slows down and it contracts, and now we get some normalcy, and hopefully we'll have that in the White House and it will spread out through other municipalities and things will be calm. Then the market will be easier. You guys don't realize like you lived and survived and thrived in one of the toughest markets of all time. 
like financial advisors were stuck and didn't know what to do. And some of you dominated. But a lot of this is passion and desire. And some of you have it and some of you don't. And that's okay. You can go to index route and be fine. But if you are actually recording the market and going back and looking at it, and you don't have to be a nerd and just sit there and do it and be like, oh, great, the VIX was at 22 and now it's at 23. You can play your music, play Netflix, watch. But how can you be a part of something that can give you liberation and freedom and you don't study the mechanics and behaviors of it? If you love it, if you love your family, you will do that. And I know some of you are like, hey, man, I can't get on Clubhouse. Record your trades. That's VIP. That's bottle section. <laughs> the work is the f- in Clubhouse. Because oh, what I don't want to happen in five years, and I have friends that have done it now, who seen, and everyone who went to Nolan, are you with me? Trust me. Um, thank God. I'm surprised, too, because I was not the best student. But I am a product of, cons- but there's some luck in there, too timing me being a fan of cnbc me being a fan of kramer me seeing a gap and no one wanted to talk to anyone african-american about investing and then the way i spoke about the market it was deemed as non-favorable and that became my calling card because i love us so i'm like i'm not going to change i'm just going to blend the two okay great so seeing that doing a swot analysis you can do the same thing and carve out your edge i know some of you want to be seen Stay focused on the returns because the only thing that got me to the spot was putting in the work and then also being solid after. So it's not my idea. Go check out Kobe. All the greats do the same thing. Uh, I'm not going to make fun of Nate, but snipers, I told you, the issue that Nate had was bad defense, bad preparation. Every one of us that made fun of Nate this weekend for getting knocked out, our brokers could call us and make fun of us for getting stopped out and getting margin called. But yours wasn't broadcasted on TV. Damn. Put, put <laughs> yes in chat if anybody has had a blown account before. Damn. Coochie or you've cried. Coochie voice. Coochie so, voice. Damn. So <laughs> I'll leave that there. But, but one of the greatest competitive edges you will have that I do is recording the market. Um, when I first, and I'll, I'll leave here, but when I first got into the futures market, there was not many of us. I had to go to Chicago and I had to pay a guy to print out charts for me. But what charts are great, but they don't move. So if you have a heavy bullish day and you go up 5%, that looks different than a day if you range within a quarter of a percent or 1.25%. Those days are different, even though the candles may look the same. Record your trades, you'll get your competitive edge there. It'll make you a hell of an investor. And it also won't allow you to be as afraid when you're in the market. So I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, over and out. Outstanding. Perfect. 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 He performed like the and champion. I will not cut off Zoom again. Closes the show like the champion he is. <laughs> Outstanding. Now that was excellent, man. Ian has outdone himself again. 50 minutes of he told me he was going to do a condensed version. Today. <laughs> <laughs> one more question. Bonowin, one more question. I got one more for you. Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, uh, I mean, there was a bunch of companies that you named, um, and there was some that we didn't name that we could have, like Zoom is up 367%. We saw, I mean, people laughed at the DraftKings thing, but when we got when I got it, it was 25. It's at 52 now. That's 100%. 
Um, there's a bunch of them, man. TMO. Uh, what else, man? We, we gave I'm official sleeper. Yeah. We're we, we going to do our end of the year thing for yeah, sure. But the fair agreed. Um, you said it's at, uh, when it gets to 95, I just want to get everybody updated. If they didn't go check us at 88 right now. Mm-hmm. Go to that. Yeah. And, um, thank you again for that. At some point you got to like, I think Rick Ross, I said this at some point you got to show gratitude mm. at some point. And, um, it was like market Mondays was the idea that we had. Nobody was doing a stock show. For free, talking about cultural influences and breaking it down in plain language, we was, and also putting our careers on the line. That's a fact. It was a, it was a, it was an idea. It's the granddaddy of them all, <laughs> and you get free information for thirty-four weeks. It's still at, text at, at some point, it's like Nipsey Hussle said: "Like you act like you don't like though. Like you don't need five hundred stocks. Gave oh. you a bunch of stocks already. Got an ultra a vision. long list. At some point, you just got to take action." I personally have under 10 stocks in my portfolio. I have a, I have a, a, a large, a pretty substantial amount in my investment portfolio. Mm-hmm. The reason being, if you stretch yourself too thin, you're not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. A lot of people is taking this as entertainment. And it's like, oh, give me 10 stocks today. I'm getting 15 stocks. I'm getting, you're not making any money. And also, if you have kids, like, how many kids, do you want 14 kids? Every stock has a different personality. It's different things to look at. It's too much work. It's too much work. Like just even diving deep on Apple, like you can do a thorough breakdown of the B2B and promotional business that they did with Fox for 10 years to grow their brand and get lost in the weeds there. It's too much. You got 10 kids, LA, LA Green. You have 10 kids for real? I'm going to cash up you right now. If that's true. <laughs> Show me a picture of your 10. LA Green don't got two. Ten kids. Ten kids. I ha- I got you right now. If you do, Green. I have one, and I'm about to die. Yeah, hey Xander, I love you, baby. Yeah, no, no, Your yeah. cousin has eighteen. But but yeah, Ace so, Green. Um, uh, we have to we have to um take action because it's like I saw somebody in the YouTube was like, I'm new. Like, where do I start? If you're, I'm trying to explain this as easy as possible. Uh, Ian, when he said two two tech funds, two tech companies, and two index funds. Indexes, yeah. So you take an index fund like QQQ, if you want to be really conservative, the S&P 500, mm-hmm. uh, and you buy two tech companies. So you buy Microsoft, and you buy Apple, and you hold it. Yes. Can't yeah, make it any yeah, easier yeah, than easy. that. So we could talk about uh, we could talk about options. We're going to talk about cryptocurrency. We could talk about swing trading. We could talk about future trading. It's like whatever flavor you want, we can give it. But at the end of the day, something. I mean, it's not even that. It's like sometimes we, we like the answer is right in front of our face and we just like to be entertained. So we try to get the most complicated thing ever. What Ian said is right. That like all of the rich people I know, they always say, oh, I brought Amazon when it was $100. I brought yeah. Facebook five years ago. I bought 3,000 shares of Apple. Nah, <laughs> right? that, the, people, you know the people with money that I know, that's what they're doing. They buy and hold it. And it's like you could you can do a bunch of different things, but you gotta diversify. That's when the final one said you shouldn't have all your portfolio and options. It's just common sense. Mm-hmm. You hold the stock for a long term, you're gonna make money. That's easy. And average the average investor is not experienced enough to know what they're doing. It's like even me, I sold my AMD option today. I made 350% on my AMD option. The reason why I sold it, I consulted with Ian, I consulted with Troy. We knew that it, it hit resistance. And of course, it'll probably go up another ten dollars, but I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Now, the money that I'm getting, I'm gonna put in a, in a long term play. I'm gonna wait for the market to drop. 
This I'm telling you what I'm going to do. As you should, yeah. yeah. You, 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 should. Can never, you can never say I ran a scam on you. You can never say I pulled a fast one on you. Mm-hmm. I sold my AMD. I'm waiting until the stock market drops because I personally think that it's going to have a pullback, right? It's at all-time high. When yes. it drops, depending on which of my favorite top stocks drop the lowest, whether it's Apple, whether it's Tesla, whether it's Amazon, any of those major players that's like major in the game, whichever one drops the lowest, I'm going to put my money into that. That's what I'm doing. Literally everything's at a high. Tesla, AMD. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. Like we gave, we gave, we're giving you free information. Yeah. Just like I said, when, when I had the Apple shares, I said, yo, this is what I'm doing with it. But the call that we had was interesting because it was like, yo, what are you comfortable with? You know what I'm saying? Are you comfortable with a 350%? Like you, if you say no to that, then we got to do some reevaluating. But it was like, yo, the key thing, and Ian, you say this all the time, is yo, block out the noise. You just block to. out the noise, man. If I, and I said that to myself, man. Had I blocked out the noise, I had this conversation with Jamal earlier. Had I blocked out the noise of some of these companies that I was I invested in and kind of like I sold because I, I didn't block out the noise, I'd be up crazy. But it's a learning lesson and it's a learning experience. So I'm telling you from my mistakes to block out the noise, create your plan, stick to your plan, stick to your script. Yeah, and I know sometimes you guys think that I don't want to talk. It's not that I just need time to connect and listen to my inner voice and then think, I'm like, okay, what if, what if this happens? What if that happens? But if you have a whole bunch of because you're not realizing, like, every conversation that you have, you are expending energy. That's so if you're talking to 60 people, mm-hmm. you have 60 different inputs. And even from a trading perspective, I'm like, if you have four indicators up and you have four time frames up, that's 16 variables, not including price, color, and then also everything else that you have around you and on your desk. The more clutter you have, so your brain is taking all of that in before you make one decision. It does weigh on you. It's taxing. So minimize the number of things you look at. And then if your thesis is wrong or a company replaces it, great. If Apple falls off the face of the earth and then, I don't know, let's say ADP overtakes them, great. ADP would be bad. You have to treat this like a business. If LeBron tears his ACL, God forbid, I hope he doesn't, or he starts averaging 12 points a year, Rob Palenka is going to move him. Hey, Brian, I'm sorry, man. We had a good time, but, you know. That's a fact. And like I said, it's not. Aided to take over. There's no gangbanging amongst investments. Like, it's not like, oh, this is better. This way is better. This is I better. I got this. You don't got that? Like, me personally, I'm in it to make money. I have no loyalty to a company that I didn't start. I don't know these people. I never shook these people's hand. Yeah. I have no loyalty to any of these companies. Everybody knows I never sold my crypto. I still have crypto. Real estate. We just bought a truck. Some people just like to be entertained. I like to make money. So if you're if you're just in for entertainment, you can just entertain yourself and watch shows all day. And or you can come uh, here every week, and we'll be happy to entertain you. That's it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but execute. I want you guys to have actual freedom. That's I want right. you to have all, all my earners is, and, and they got started. So shout out to all the earners. We usually at this time we will go to questions, but we had since we had technical difficulties last week, we want to make sure that we give you a, the best show that we possibly can give you. So this is a surprise that we just threw in there um, because everybody, you know, the last time we spoke about taxes was our car, and that was such a big hit that we realized that there's a lot of things that people don't know about taxes. So we're gonna give you some information on a few tax items from none other than our personal CPA and first ever EY 
alum, EYL alumni. Big fat. Um, Miss Business. Miss Business, are you there? Please take a minute to like the video on YouTube. It's free. YouTube, please. You it's free to do that. You won't even burn a calorie. Not even one. I probably right, greatly appreciate it. Please. That's the crazy thing about it, though, Ian. Like, people talk about support. People will, watch, people will look at your Instagram won't even like your picture. And it costs nothing. Remember what I said, though? But they're actually for a scholarship. That's crazy. I'm happy to give it to you. VTI, VGT, Apple, Microsoft, AMD, so, NVIDIA, Salesforce. But you know if the shoes, everybody's always talks about the code, but you know if the shoes was on the other side of the feet, they wouldn't, they wouldn't give you a stock tip to stay alive. They won't, they won't even like your picture. But even with that, what would Jay-Z say? It's the penalty of leadership? Mm-hmm. Comes with we, it. Yeah, we have, it comes with it, man. Yeah, it definitely comes it's with it. It's frustrating, but... It comes with it. <laughs> like, that just says a lot about the times that we're in. But Miss Business. Miss Miss. Hello. Hello. What's up? How are you? Good episode. I'm good. Hey, Queen, I'm how good. are you? Oh, we got the tree up and all that? Oh, Miss Business. Have, have you ever met Ian before? I'm trying. I have not met Ian before. Hi, Ian. Hi, nice to meet you. You was killing it on the um, episode with Trap. So when Rashad called me, oh, like, thank I'm like, well, you. bring her on a day. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, you, thank you. Oh, the earner says Shotty's back. Yes, he's back. He's back. Shotty's back. Nah, nah, nah. Good, good. <laughs> he acting up. He's talking spicy. <laughs> it's spicy again, right? Oh, I love it. I love he it. don't talk very much, so it's like when he do talk, you gotta just listen. He kind of like Jay in a sense. <laughs> like you know how Jay don't talk a lot, and then once he does talk, it's like okay, let's listen to what he gotta say. But it's always something slick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and for context for everyone on YouTube, if you guys watch the replay before you come with the crazy comments, we do this because we care. So we want you to execute because I don't want 2025 to come. Like, okay, honestly, like, what if we stay in a range for two years? And for those of us that did not grow up and have millions handed off to us, what if it's bad for two years? Could you handle two more years of this? execution part it, the, the the stocks will give you some leverage to be able to float through so shot calm down now i must stay come nah, on i'm good i'm good i'm good <laughs> miss miss business um it was such a, it was such a pleasure to have you on to explain how we got the cars because you know every time that we do something it's always strategic so when we when we got the cars so if you if you're interested in that that's on our youtube that's on apple and spotify as well she gave a 30 minute, 20 minute breakdown of how to put your car and your business name. A lot of assets in your company. And that was that was a, that was a lot of gems. So I'm like, you know what? We should do like these things. We just drop little nuggets on people because there's so much stuff that people don't understand. So I believe today we're gonna talk about a few different things. But first, uh, SBA situation. Yes, I wanted to talk about that because we did an episode back in what was that March? March. Yeah. And that episode went crazy. Like that episode had my phones ringing in my office so crazy that I just got up and walked out. <laughs> I was like, I cannot do this. And, and let me, let me, let me just for full transparency, the SBA situation. So small business administration for anybody that doesn't know um, when Corona first hit crazy, you know, they, they released a lot of money for um, small business reliefs. And at the time we wasn't even going to take a, a SBA loan. Um, Cause you know, we didn't really need the money, fortunately, but MG the mortgage guy when he hit me and he was like, yo, <laughs> you know about this SBA situation? I'm like, yeah, I heard about it, but uh, what's the deal? And he was like, yo, I got a, I just got the loan and he told me how much he had. 
Oh, apply. I apply. Right <laughs> I apply right, right away. Apply. Yeah, Matt called me. He's like, you think I should apply for this? I'm like, yeah, apply for it. Like, it's free money. The interest rate is not free money, but it's a low, low, it low interest low rate. rate. It's a yeah. low cost Zero percent to for have money. Percent 3% for the next 20 years. Yeah. 30. That's crazy. All right. Yes. So, so where we at? Because a lot of people, a lot of people all over the country, Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> Shout out to the A, man. We'll to I'm here to let you know. Listen. A lot of these people got these SBA loans and they just went crazy. Some federal charges were brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, so where what's the deal with this SBA situation? Got you, got you. Okay. So I wanted to just um kind of come back and have the conversation of what the terms of the SBA loan is, right? Because everybody's getting this money. It I it was one of those situations where I've seen a few different things happening. One is, so I have a lot of people asking, like, what is an SBA loan? I think Rashad just kind of spoke on that. Rashad, you want me to kind of give an overview again? Okay. So SBA loan um, pretty much is the EIDL loan, which is the Economic Industry Disaster Loan, that was released as part of um, a COVID relief fund, right? So they decided that they were going to give loans at a low interest rate for 30 years um, to small business owners, right? They made the application process so simple. Um, They almost didn't ask for much um, from people outside of you knowing how much income your business made, um, what your cost of goods sold was, you know, the business owners, the bank accounts, that's really all the information that you needed, right? Your business legal name and your EIN number. And people were getting very large sums of money. However, of course, people are getting this money and not really understanding what's going to come. And what I like to say to everyone, of course, a lot of people are not reading the terms. Um, And one very, very important term in there is about keeping your books and records, right? So they are requiring you to have bookkeeping in place. So inside of the agree the loan document that you signed when you receive the funds, what they said was, we are going to call for your books within three years, like within three years of you receiving the, the loan, right? They also expect you to have had your books in place up to five years prior to receiving it, right? Then they changed it again. Um, so they changed it again and they're basically saying, okay, well, now we want you to have your books for the full your books completed for the full period of you holding, um, basically having the loan. So if you take 30 years to pay it back, then they expect for you to have bookkeeping in place for those 30 years. If you decide to pay it off early, which which you can, and that's another thing I want to touch on because I've had a few clients ask me that as well. Is there a prepayment penalty? There is no prepayment penalty. I did the math though. Do not take 30 years to pay that money back. It basically doubles. Right. Um, so, yes, they give you 30 years, but don't take 30 years to pay it back. Um, the amount that you receive is just pretty much going to double. Um, so unless it's you know benefiting you in some sort of way, then I would suggest paying it back or making, you know, larger payments once um, once you do have to pay that back. So I know that a lot of people are going to get caught up in this. Right. Because the SBA is still trying to wrap their head around all that just happened. There was an influx. There was millions of people applying legally, illegally, right? However, <laughs> however, that bookkeeping piece is important. 
It's so important because guess what? If they come to call for your books and you don't have any sort of bookkeeping in place, they're going to call for that loan back. And so if you got $100,000 or you got $50,000, they're going to want their $50,000 back. It's similar to like a mortgage, right? Like if you go mortgage and you apply FHA and then you're not really living in the property and then they come to the property and you're not living there, what they're going to do, they're going to call back the loan. And so that's the same thing that's going to happen. And so I have been stressed in bookkeeping for so long. Um, And, you know, you guys, I'll never forget, Rashad called me like... I'm filling out this application. I need these these specific uh, numbers. Okay, cool. No problem, right? They had their bookkeeping in place. So it was easy for them to get it. It's easy for them to be in compliance. Um, but for those people who are not in compliance and have received that SBA loan, that's important, right? So that's kind of first step. And then we could kind of, you know, I don't know, Rashad or Troy, if you guys have anything. Yeah, I got, I got something. I mean, first, yeah. let me acknowledge that we're in compliance because we got a great CPA, but The second thing thing is this. um, So, you know, a lot of businesses have used the SBA loan. I'm wondering how many times are they eligible to apply for them? Can can they do it twice or like, how does that work? No. So they only, for the SBA, you only can do it one time. However, if you had multiple companies, you literally could have applied under every single company. Right. Because, again, that kind of takes me back to the conversation that we were having the other day where every single business is its own entity. It stands alone. So if you had five businesses, even though you're the owner of those five businesses, those businesses still stand alone as a separate entity. So, yeah, I know I have some clients who have five businesses and they apply for all five businesses. I mean, even us, we have we have multiple businesses and we did Mm -hmm. that. And somebody had asked the question like, should you put all your businesses under one name? It's like, no, for a variety of different reasons, but that's the perfect reason. Well, you got, you got to separate this different businesses. You might have different partners in one business that's not another business. And it's just a lot easier to, to keep track of everything. Can we talk about bookkeeping? Because you keep, you keep our books. And um, for a lot of people that are, you know, interested in, in becoming entrepreneurs, they, they don't fully understand the importance of bookkeeping. Okay. So Bookkeeping is so important. Bookkeeping is like the foundation of your business, right? It's almost like when you're building a house, you can't really build a house with no foundation. If you start building, then eventually it's going to collapse, right? So I like to tell my clients, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And it's that simple, right? Because again, and we're Market Mondays, you guys are talking about the health of companies. The only way you're able to analyze the health of companies is by looking at their financial statements, right? So just to take it back with when it comes to bookkeeping, your bookkeeping pretty much is one, again, separating out your business from your personal. So you should have your business bank account. Right. Then you should be categorizing those transactions. Right. Once you categorize those transactions, then you're able to say what's income, what's meals, what's equipment. You get to really identify where you're spending your money. Right. Like what's payroll. And then from there, you're able once you are categorizing those transactions, you then get to produce financial statements. Right. And so that's important because even as a new business owner, you need to understand where you are. Right. Your profit and loss statement. So for those of you who are not familiar with the profit and loss statement, that's pretty much the statement that shows how much money you brought into your business, how much expenses you incurred in your business. And then are you operating at a profit or are you operating at a loss? Right. And so that's where you are able to say, okay, well, how am I really doing in my business? 
And what I know is that a bunch of people in a bunch of people that don't have bookkeeping and have businesses, a lot of them are not charging what they need to charge. A lot of them are giving out discounts they can't afford. So I see a lot of people giving out all this 75% off of this and 80% off of this for Black Friday. But it's like, were you really just paying to just get, give, like kind of give your product away? And most people are because they don't understand what their cost of doing business is. So for me, when it comes to bookkeeping, especially when people are starting out their business, it's like you need bookkeeping because you need to understand what your cost of doing business is. You need to be able to start speaking the language of financial statements. A quick question for you. So taxes are probably the heaviest expense we'll have as an adults and business owners. What are a few tips you would give people to help them mitigate or lower uh, their effective tax rate? What did you say? I'm sorry. My screen is like going in and out. I don't know if that's happening to you all, but. He, he, said, I think, he said, what are some tips that you can get people to lower their, um, their tax rate? Right, Ian? Yes. Tips to lower tax rate. Um, one, you need to have bookkeeping, right? Because you can't talk about lowering your tax rate if you do not know where you stand. Um, you definitely need to hire a professional, especially um, when I see a lot of small business owners transition over from being an employee to being um, a business owner, they're using the same person that did their personal taxes that can't advise or assist them um, on their business side, right? So that those are like step one. Step two is kind of have that conversation build. Do not wait until tax season to have the conversation about your taxes because you need to understand on a day-to-day what is available to you, right? So like I have so many people, um, they're like always like, oh my God, like, education. I, I enroll, like I'm an earner. Like, can I write that off? Yes, you can write it off. Right. It's educational. You know, write you know, university off? Yes, they can. Absolutely. And red panda. Fire emojis in the comments for that. Please. <laughs> this is an educational expense, y'all. It's nice yes. at that point. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you can write that off your education. Um, you know, any startup fees and how I like to explain it is if you are spending money to start up your business, then you can, you know, nine times out of 10, you can write it off. Right. And it's all about the processes that are in place. Um, in terms of other things of just being mindful of when you are acquiring certain things, like for instance, people always have cell phones, right? Your cell phone is an asset. You can depreciate your and write off. People are paying a thousand dollars for cell phones. You can absolutely write that off. Um, depending on where you fall in your your um, where you fall in the tax bracket, investing in stocks and having those capital gains may be a better tax advantage then earn income, right? Because you're taxed lower. And so there's just different things um, that you definitely can put in place so that you are lowering your taxes. But again, you have to have your foundation together. And once you have your foundation together, then you'll be able to you know, have the conversation of, okay, what can I do? But you can't really have the conversation unless you know what's really going on in your business. E- EYL, you can write off. Let's oh. go. Let's go. <laughs> the gifts just keep on giving. Let's go. Oh, um, okay, so let's do this. I want to answer some questions because I'm sure people might have questions for Ian and this business. But so we talk about crypto. Can we talk about crypto just real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's, let's go there. Yeah, we you, you know, I told you so, King. But it does give a good lesson. Well, how long have you been holding 
crypto. I'm about to get him out of smiley mode real quick. Uh, I've been holding crypto since 2017. 17, yep. <laughs> yeah. Good job. We lost so much. We said we can't sell. We're just going to hold it right here. We're just going to just a rainy day. It'll come back. We believe in it. Yeah. What, what made you believe in it? Um, so once we started to do the research on crypto, so you got to understand like anything that we do, especially Troy, like Troy is like a fanatic on everything. That's why, that's why I consult him so much because mm-hmm. like me, I'm like more of a, tell me the numbers. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really like to do all of this studying and staying up researching and all. I'm, I'm a creative. I'm more of a creative. Troy's a teacher at heart and he's more of a researcher. So he, when he's, when, when I first got into um, Bitcoin, and I got educated on, on the space of cryptocurrency from a good friend of mine, Jason Lewis. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to Jay Legend. And um, the reason why I really got interested in the space was that, you know, crypto was rising at that time. It was going up. I think I got a Bitcoin. It was like $6,000. And um, he educated me on like blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. But the thing that really got my attention was the market cap. The market cap was so low. Like the market cap, how much was is, how much is the market cap right now? The, oh, I got it right the, the market cap was like, there's stocks that have higher market caps than the whole entire crypto space. So just looking at it from like an intelligent standpoint, I'm like, all right, this still has a lot more room to grow. Like it's still in its infancy stages. And um, once I realized that, and then I started to learn about like Bitcoin dominance and like right now, Bitcoin makes up 60% of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So I just started realizing this. And, and the thing that really got my attention too, I said this on Trapping Tuesdays is when um, like, what's the fastest way to get a million dollars from LA to London right now. Ask you a question, Ian. Me? Yeah. Wire or plane? Plane. Get on a plane with a million dollars. If you think about it, we in 2020, that's ridiculous. That yeah. that's the quickest way to get a million dollars from LA to London. So with cryptocurrency, the blockchain technology, you can move that in a matter of minutes. Mm. So the technology, I always believed in blockchain technology. The problem was that a lot of these coins was just like it, it reminds me of like the, the the dot com bubble where it was like a lot of these what we call altcoins. So like Bitcoin is like the granddaddy of them all. Yeah, anything anything that's not Bitcoin is considered an alternative coin. Alternative coin, altcoin. So when we started really realizing that, you know, we invested in I invested in a bunch of altcoins because mm-hmm. at that time, which you was, have Ripple, Ethereum. So I have, like right now, because keep in mind, I never sold Still it. Got our wallets, so man. I have Bitcoin, but I have Ethereum. I have Ripple, I have Litecoin, I have Cardano, Stellar, Tron, Neo, OMG Network, VeChain, and a bunch of others. I don't yeah, care to care to list. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, <laughs> but even that, that was a lesson, right? Because there's, there's different types of coins. So like we, we when we started looking at privacy coins, right? Because we were like, yo, privacy coins, they can't be traced. A lot of times when you move Bitcoin transactions, it can be traced. So we started looking at privacy coins. So Pivx was one of them, Monero was one of them. And we were like, yo, damn, this is kind of crazy. Like people yeah. can actually move money without it being traced, which became a problem for a lot of governments because they were looking at it like, yo, if this gets in the hands of somebody that is has malicious intent and they're buying weapons with money that can't be traced, now it could be a problem. And so like that became a, a, a huge situation. Yeah. And the good thing with like everybody knows I have like over 4,000 um, coins of uh, Ripple. So I've been bullish on Ripple because once I realized that Ripple, so the thing with cryptocurrency is that it was made to like buck the system. It's like decentralized, right? Mm -hmm. But Ripple is more of a centralized coin. So a lot of like pure crypto enthusiasts don't really like Ripple. But once again, me, 
it's a money play for me. So when I saw that all of these big corporations was backing Ripple, like Ripple was backed by like 40 major yeah. companies, yeah. like 40 Fortune 500 companies back Ripple, a bunch of banks, all kinds of stuff. Like that's the institutional crypto of choice. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I these these companies aren't dumb. They're not putting all this money. And then I remember when IP, IBM jumped in uh, Stellar. Stellar. Yep. IPM jumped in Stellar. So quietly, even when Jamie Dimon, Jamie Dimon, oh, Jamie, was, Jamie Dimon when, when he was talking bad about Bitcoin, all of these, a lot of these institutions was buying massive amounts of Bitcoin. You know what they yes. did? It is a crazy part about what Jamie Dimon did. So like, this is the illest part, and most people probably didn't even know. I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure most people, because they're probably going to learn something right now. So even though he was saying all that, JP Morgan actually created their own cryptocurrency coin. Right? So yeah, it's the market leader. Right, they actually were using the coin internally, and for what purpose? To move large payments for institutional accounts. And so it's like, wait, this is the same product that you were saying is terrible, and like, yo, it's BS. But you're actually creating a coin for the exact purpose why we're saying that we're going to invest in. And the same, is it any different than Microsoft making Teams when Zoom was already existing? Nope. Same strategy. I mean, and also too, like the institutional backing, like like we talked about what, three weeks ago, for like when PayPal. And Square started to integrate. That mm-hmm. gave leeway. Then more quantitative easing. That yeah. pushed it up. And everyone that missed out on Bitcoin. But here's the illest part, though. This is this is was like, yo, this is crazy. So like, not only did they make their own coin to use internally, but they also now, if you've been trading for a while, you know that you couldn't transfer money from a Chase account into like any of these exchanges. And mm-hmm. so like, if you try to do it now, it's accepted. So like now you can transfer money from a Chase account to a Coinbase, which is American company exchange, and you can change it to Gemini, which is another American exchange. That didn't happen. I remember when I had to, I applied for a Visa card because it wouldn't take Mastercard. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't certain money was wasn't accepted. Lot. One thing I, I truly believe in Bitcoin. If, if I believe in Bitcoin, and I believe in Ripple. But I believe. How in long do you think do, do will it take to get Bitcoin and get mass adoption? Because that was always my issue. With it. And so for those that are putting in YouTube, it's like, oh, you guys talking about Bitcoin. Like, if you can invest, you can invest. I still don't like the crypto space. So, and then uh, foreign exchange is still not a preferred asset class that I prefer to invest in. <laughs> I'm not changing my thesis about it. But like, honestly, oh, you brother, should be able to look at the price of apples in Montana and tell me where you're going to get in. But, but even this, it's not like, this isn't anything new. We did a, we did a, a whole episode on cryptocurrency. Yeah. It's just nobody was interested in it. So we got to go with people's interest in it. If people start getting interested, then we talk about it. But everybody knows, if you listen to that episode, which was done months ago, we've been, we have money invested in cryptocurrency. Like we had money invested in cryptocurrency for the last four years. It's not like You got a steel stomach to hold, to hold that long. Yeah, well, you know yeah. what happens is that sometimes you never know. And it's like, when it, it went up, me, we it. made a lot of money, it went mm-hmm. down. But it's like, Sometimes it's important to diversify. I'm not telling everybody to put a bunch of money in crypto, yeah. but you never know. I would be highly surprised if Bitcoin doesn't reach $100,000 the next five years. The, the tough part, I'm looking at the Bitcoin future now. It's literally at its peak from where it was when it started. Mm-hmm. Um, like right at 20000 like 19945 If it can break above and hit 25000 and now 20000 can be the floor, can have some upside. But it's going to take a bunch of other institutions to get behind it. But it's, it's probably same thing. It's going to take five to ten years. That's the same thing I say about marijuana. Everyone thought it was going to adapt right away. If you look at how long it took for alcohol to become like mainstream and accepted post prohibition, I want you guys to go look how many decades that took. Yeah. It wasn't overnight. There's a lot of parallels. There are a lot of parallels. So, here, but I, I mean, 
please. The behemoth Bitcoin itself is up 177% this year, which is crazy, right? Because most people didn't weren't even talking about it until like the last yeah. two months. Was like, yo, it's about to hit the all time. But even now, it's like if you remember 2017 when Bitcoin was on a race to 20,000, you couldn't turn on TV without hearing yeah. everybody. Yeah. Nobody Bitcoin just hit its all time high, and nobody's really talking about it. It's not like it's really, which is actually a good thing. Yes, yeah, a good thing. I let you know that it's getting moved more so by smart money as opposed to speculation. Last yes. time, just everybody in the barbershop, everybody was buying Bitcoin. We're not missing this but moment. now it's a lot of institutional money being, and it, it's moved more quietly, quiet money. Whenever you hear something move, whenever you see something move quietly, that's encouraging. I do think it's going to pull back, so I'm not telling anybody to buy Bitcoin. Yep. Same thing, you don't buy something at an all-time high. But even JP Morgan, they put an outlook on it that it's going to triple. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it could replace gold as a store value. They, they have... JP yeah, Morgan for those has, you, oh, no, my, my bad. Go ahead. Yeah, JP Morgan has a sixty thousand dollar price target on Bitcoin. Hundred thousand. For those of you who like, hey, it's too expensive. If you want to take a look at it, GBTC, uh, Great Coin, Bit Trust. Um, but the thing with Bitcoin is, you could you could buy it. You can buy um, pieces of it, so you don't have to buy. It. Like you could put a thousand. That's another good thing. It's like a, it's like an ETF yeah. where you could put you could go to Coinbase and put a thousand dollars, even though it's nineteen thousand. You can put it's like the original fraction choose. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> it is. You know uh, so you don't you don't even have to invest the whole amount. You can literally just put whatever you want into it. And uh, like my goal is to have two bitcoins. I wish I could have. I should. I should have bought two bitcoins a long time ago. I could have easily. I could buy it now, but I just wait for. But but if you compare the 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 cost benefit analysis and cost opportunity, the other things that you were in offset and gave you the gains that you thought you were going to get in bitcoin. Yeah, it's true. It's just it's just part, so, it's just part of my book. Like how Trap said he wants to have one brick of gold. I just one want, of those things. I just want to have two yeah. brick of gold. And I heard you were saying GBTT. And yeah, yeah. If you guys, um, or it's at 23 now. Yeah. So, it moved, so it's probably going to fall in two weeks. If you guys wait to like 11.72, ideally, if it was me, I'll wait to $7. And I'll say this. This is, this is one of those things. This is another one that you may not have known. But like there is a fund that most of you who've been watching us and watching Trap, is interested in adding it to his portfolio, and that is ARC. So ARC is looking to add GBTC, so please be mindful of that as well. This business, I got a question, though, as far as taxes. Have you run into a situation with Bitcoin and taxes? Because I remember <laughs> in 2018, it was like, how do we even track this thing? So I do have clients um, with Bitcoin, and, and it's honestly, it's one of those things where the IRS is still trying to figure it out. Right. And that's like that transitional period where the IRS will, you know, they'll kind of assess a lot. And there's even a question on the taxes. Like, did you trade any um, like um, Bitcoin? Like they're asking these things because they want to know who's investing in it. They want to know how to treat it. And so there's been so much guidance recently um, just surrounding Bitcoin. I have a friend that hit me up and he's like working for a company that is like um, going towards like digital wallets and all of those things. And he's like, you need to learn this. You need to start doing the taxes on this. And I'm like, okay, people are always like hitting me like, okay, you need to do this. You need to do that. I'm like, okay, I got it because it really is the future. And that's where we're headed. Like, you know, even when it comes to me, just, you know, from a digital wallet perspective, I'm always like, can I use my Apple pay? Can I use my Apple Pay? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's it's just where we're heading. Um, and so it's definitely not anything that should be ignored. I never got into Bitcoin. In 2017, when I was in corporate, 
Um, I had a friend that I would trade with because I used to trade a lot. I don't trade as much now. I'm trying to get back into it once. I'm so busy. Again, we started off talking about self-care and how much business is. Um, But I don't even have time to trade because I'm so busy. But I used to trade a lot of options and I used to trade a lot of stocks. And um, that's when Bitcoin, you know, there were a lot of talks about it. But I felt like I didn't I didn't understand it enough at that time. And so I never I didn't have a Troy to, you know, say and kind of give me everything that I needed to know. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm not going to invest in it. That's a whole nice whole other time. Yeah, if I could jump in really quick, do you have any tax advice for traders or investors to help them cut down their costs or well, besides taking too many trades? So, um, all right. So when it comes to trading, there's a few different options, right? So you can, and it depends on if this person is, they want to be full-time, right? So there's a few different things. I have some clients that will create like a family LLC and then trade out of that family LLC. Um, I have um, some clients that I will, if they are trading full-time, that they will basically have trader status. So instead of your income being taxed, as a um, so instead of your income being taxed as capital gains, your income can be taxed as you know regular income, and you are able to write off expenses against that income, right? Because that's the difference when you are just kind of trading. You only have your capital gains and your capital losses, right? It stops there. You don't you don't have anything to really offset it unless you have other capital losses. Right. So a capital loss can only offset a capital gain. Right. Meaning that if you're selling a stock at a gain, you only can offset it with, um, you know, something else, whether it's artwork or whether it's a property. Well, any type of asset that you sold at a loss is the only thing that can help you reduce that capital gain. Um, So definitely trader status, because what you want to the the beauty of it all is always being able to write off things. Um, But if you are a trader. Um, it really depends on where you are. Like I had one client, he got married just so that he wouldn't have to pay uh, capital gains taxes. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> I love you. Because That's there's different fun. margins, right? So for if you're single and versus if you're married filing joint, the margins are very different, right? So you can, if you're single, it's like up to 40,000, it's like 10%. But if you're married, it's significantly more. And so he was like, listen, I'm going to just get married. And I was like, what? Like, that's a part of the solution? Like, that's what it's going to be? But again. You might as well just do it. We ain't getting no younger, girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well go ahead and do it. Thanks. Yeah. So it again, it's about like having the conversation because some people don't even have to worry about capital gains taxes, right? And keep in mind, your short term are taxed very differently than your long term. So I know Ian was talking a lot about, you know, just kind of investing and holding on to those stocks, right? So if you're holding on to stocks long term, one, while you're holding on to them, there's no taxes. Once you do sell them, if you own them for longer than a year, the capital gains taxes are significantly lower on long term versus short term. Short term, you're pretty much taxed at the same rate as your income tax. Um, but long term, that's where you get that advantage. Again, as I always try to tell everyone, the tax code is just a series of incentives. They whatever they want you to do, they're gonna give you a tax, kind of like a tax incentive, so that you can do that. 
They want you to hold on to stocks longer. They're going to say, you know what? We're going to reduce taxes on long-term stocks versus short-term stocks. And so it's just, you know, I had so many people like sell real estate or sell stocks maybe, you know, two days before it would have been considered a long-term holding, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, again, you've got to know these things. And if you don't know, that's why you make those mistakes and then potentially you're overpaying in taxes. Is there a book that you recommend to help people get comfortable with with knowing some of these these things? That's one of your favorites? Or is there no good book? Um, I don't have a book specifically geared towards um, capital gains. However, I do discuss, I wrote a book, 300 plus tax deductions. And I touch on capital gains in that book. Um, so everybody go get my book. <laughs> Good transition. Perfect, perfect segue. Into that. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> no problem. Let, let, let's take one, like, let's say one or two questions because we are, it was obviously, you know, a jam-packed show and that was a lot of information in this business. Thank you. That's um, a lot of stuff that I didn't even know. I always learn every time. Um, so it's so much stuff. This tax, you know, it's crazy. Um, we got to do like an ongoing series on taxes because there's like 900 pages in like the tax code. Like there's so much stuff mm-hmm. and it's like nobody really nobody. reading all of that stuff. You have to mitigate risk at every corner. Like people talk about Trump and all of that, but it's like there's so many different deductions, so many different ways to, to lower your taxable income, to avoid paying taxes. Or, you know, it's, um, it's something that we don't know enough of. So anytime we get to get educated on taxes, is a blessing. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. No problem. And people are asking me, what's the name of the book? It's called 300 Plus Tax Deductions. And um, you can find it on my website, MissBusiness101.com. Oh, thank you. Somebody, plus, somebody put it there. Thank you. Show titles. Tax Tuesdays. Like, listen, even from a, a business perspective, notice how she's kind and graciously plugs. Some of you will have businesses get on the platform and won't even say, and even a title. It's a good title. It's a good title. It's so, I appreciate it's you. Marcus, what's going on, bro? You was the first person in here. As soon as I had joined, you was in here, man. Marcus is no joke. What's I'm, going on, my guy? I'm always on it. Miss Business, ladies first. Miss Business, how you doing? Hello, how are you, Marcus? I'm doing well, yo. Your class on, on the tax write-offs for cars was amazing. Thank uh, you. Too bad I can't afford a thousand pound car. <laughs> <laughs> half battle, half battle. Yeah, fellas, fellas. I hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. Ian, stop telling me to stop shorting Tesla. Let me short it and lose money. <laughs> I love you too much to let you do that. <laughs> I'm playing. So I, I finally have my friends and family, and I got like a few new IG followers off of uh, Market Mondays and stuff be hitting me up and I just want to give a message real quick. I got a secret. I don't know shit. <laughs> I am not that person to come to for advice. If y'all want some good vibes, I'm that dude. But I am learning. I am a student. I'm one of Ian's students. I don't know anything, so don't ask me for advice when it comes to that type of stuff. That being said, uh, my friends and family, they know that I, you know, I, I have some stocks that I buy in a whole long term and I also have a few option plays. And then when I introduce them and talk to them about the difference between like the option plays and long-term hold, I always get the same question. And I kind of wanted to ask this question. I'm glad we had this episode today because you guys kind of touched on it, especially for Rashad. Um, so basically the, the question I always get is like, if you only have little capital invest, like three to $5,000, why would I buy a couple of stocks like Adobe or NVIDIA 
that when it moves 10 to 40%, let's say a year, only make a couple of bucks versus investing that money into like a single option or, or two options. And it has a greater return in a quicker time frame. And then because I they're not good at the craft yet. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's the answer. Great. Okay. That was, that's not what that, I, that, I, that, I my mind is like ownership, safety. I, I look at it like at the end of the day, people can do whatever they want. Like our job, I think is to inform people and then, um, it's up to them to really make a decision. That's why we never really tell anybody what to do mm-hmm. because it's like our job is just to give you information. And then from there, like we, we've had numerous shows on, on options. We'll talk about options again. So I'm not mad. I'm not mad at anybody yeah. for, for taking that shot. Cause I understand, I understand the logic behind it. It's a home run play. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you could turn 5,000 into 50,000. That's very, that's possible. You could turn 5,000 into 25,000. That's possible. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at the logic. I just, I just, want people just to understand all risk involved and understand that an option play has the ability to go to zero, especially short-term options. It's volatile. Yeah. volatile. Yeah. So, you know, um, but I mean, yeah, I think there's enough education now where people can make a decision. Yeah. And if I'm going to shoot straight. They wanna do it, and that's yeah. what they, they want to do. And I'm going to say one thing, go Mark, ahead. like I'm, I'm agreeing with what Shari said, it's, it's extremely volatile. And to start somebody out with trading options, there's so many intricacies into learning options. So it's tough. And like you said, everybody does want to hit a home run. But if you if you know baseball, right, the people that hit home runs have a low batting average. You want to have a high batting average when you start. So trying to be a home run hitter out the gate, you're probably going to bat about 200. And I don't know if anybody can afford that over the long term if you're just starting. Ian, go ahead, bro. Can I be real with everybody? It's a craft. I look at the futures market 12 or 13 hours a day. Like, I'll be in the shower with the phone looking at gold. <laughs> We've been doing this show since March. You guys have probably heard me talk about trading futures maybe 12 times. So I'm asking every trader here, if you have the option to trade anything and be in a trade for seven and a half years versus 11 months, what would you pick? You don't even have to be good. The longer you're in the market, the better. Okay, now second, this shit is a craft. To all the play, I'm going to hop in. You're going to hop in. And guess what? Margin call. I'm sorry. Uh, we have to give you a call. You lost all of your money today. Would you please like to deposit more? Or Okay, great. But unless a company falls apart, that's what Bonham was saying, it's very hard for it to go to zero. Very hard unless it's Hertz or Nikola or any ones we told you not to invest in. Yeah. And then also, too, trading is hard. I want you guys to go look at the data. How many intraday traders actually make money? baseline for anything is are you profitable this is how all trading conversations should go are you financially free or not in the conversation no double tops no dojis that doesn't matter so, but if you get good at it you can have a competitive edge but then also you can be too good and love it too much and then over trade i want you guys to go call your broker especially if you were td ameritrade i make no money from them but kudos to them um write support and ask them Tonight and do it now. How many trades per year do the traders that do the best take per year? You'll be surprised the answer. It's always less than 30. So some of you want to take 80 trades because of the excitement. I get it. I'm not trying to stop you. I know some of you like, yo, Ian don't want to get the bag. and He want to have a perception. That he, Bro, you get 50 trades deep, you're going to get your ass kicked. The trading talk different because you can almost buy anything. And same with taxes, like, we need to ask the queen more questions, so I'm going to get off my rent. 
Because if you can mitigate the risk on the tax side, it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you if you have everything structured wrong, so if even if you day trade a whole bunch, great, it looks great that you can put on IG that you made X amount of money, and then great when tax time comes. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby Jesus, mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, yeah. please let me do better yeah. next. Year. So, but I want to let everyone know it is a craft, a specialty. When you get into the futures market, you're competing against the best people on on the earth, and then also when you guys are jumping into like options, you're not doing your research on it. You're competing against fund managers that have been doing this since '88. Yeah, and it's like '90. Like it's the, not same, a game. Information that you can do it with options. Like if you the same if you want to do a good company, Troy got his strategy as far as how to you know the, the, the strike price. We've talked about we've talked about options like at least four times on this show. Like we had like two whole shows devoted just to options. So we're not anti options. I personally have options. Like I, and I'm pro trading, but it's like I'm gonna be real. Marcus is one of the few people that will message me at two o'clock in the morning and ask me about trading. I'll be real. Saturday, y'all not message me at two thirty in the morning. Y'all doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you could do something else and then get right back to it. Yeah. You shot. don't love it if you don't. Like yeah. I don't want you yeah. to gamble. And I get it. Like a lot of us, this is our first opportunity to get exposed to it, so we feel like we're missing out. Brokers know that too, so they're going to take advantage of us. Yeah, it's a piece of family. Shout out to Marcus because he's always been completely transparent with um, the moves he's made, even when it's going bad. He's been. I appreciate that. I remember he made the video a couple months ago. I was like, "Yo, damn, that's that's real, man." So appreciate. Yeah, that. that's all real traders. That's how, like, when I tell a joke about crying, I look like uh, Trey from Boys in the Hood when I lost my trade. Like anybody who's traded a lot, you've been through that, and you can't be greedy with options. Like I said, yep. when I got out at AMV today. Two people's opinions, wise I respect, along with my own research, we saw that 92 was a, a resistant point. Um, now, like I said, of course, once I sold it, it's going to go to like $137. And then everybody's going, oh, you shouldn't have bought It's I like, told you. you made 300 Profit in is better than, than maybe. You, you can't be mad at making 300%. Mm-hmm. It's not yours until you take over the table, right? That's the rule. That's a fact. That's the rule. Wise, but also, to even talking about that, like if resistance is at, like hypothetically 90 you probably should, should exit a dollar under because what if you don't get filled? Or if, for those of you that are trading size, it sucks when it hits resistance and fills part of your order and then slides back down and you're like, oh my God. But you don't know because you just think if I have one contract or two, they're all going to fill. Then you have more contracts and it's like, yo, Ian, that's a gem, bro. That's, that's a different. Gem. They all don't fill at the same time, especially no. if you're buying in abundance, right? Like, let's say, you have the money, you saw uh, a strike price that was like 87 cents. You're like, yo, I'm about 100 of those. I got, I'm gonna do it. They all don't feel at the same time, right? So like, that's why you gotta put, if you're gonna put a limit, put that limit in, or because if you yeah. do it at the market price, they all could be different ranges, man. That's a valuable lesson. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, let's let's get, let's get one more question. Jamie from, I'm guessing that's San Francisco. Maybe he's not. Jamie, what's going on? I'm used to have you been unmuted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, Jamie from San Francisco. How y'all doing? Good. Great, man. How you doing? New name. How are so you? This your first time in? No, no, no. I, I've actually been a member for a couple of months, two, three months. Uh, you heard what I don't Duke? raise my hand much because right I know there's a low probability of getting called on. So so thanks for <laughs> taking my, my call. Uh, love is love. Love is love. West Coast love. Yeah. Hey, um, this question is for uh, Miss Business. So, um, 
for a trader, like what would you say um, should a person do in terms of just structuring their business? Like, do you have a recommendation for for that? So if if you are if you're creating an LLC, right? And I want to just be clear because I have a lot of people that ask me this. If you are creating an LLC and it's just you, your capital gains are going to pass through and you're going to be taxed the same exact way as though you did not structure that um, that LLC. A lot of people that do structure LLCs want to protect their assets, right? Meaning you're trading, you're trading stocks. Stocks are an asset. You may want to put your stocks, you know, create an LLC, put it inside of a brokerage. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, create an LLC, open up a brokerage account underneath that LLC so that your assets are now sitting somewhere else. Opening up an LLC um, is not a way to reduce your taxes when it comes to capital gains. So this is just going to kind of go back and reiterate exactly what I was just saying before. You have a few different options um, as it relates to, let's say if you start a family LLC, if you start a family LLC, then you get to write your children off, right? You have, well, not write them off. That sounds bad. But you get to, <laughs> you get yeah, no children. <laughs> you get to pay them a salary, um, right? And then because um, people are always asking, like, oh, my God, how can I pay my children? Um, if you have an LLC, you guys decided to start, you know, that family LLC and you are trading in there, you can pay them underneath that LLC. However, outside of that, you can become, if you are a full-time trader, you can get trader status, right? But just keep in mind, there are specific guidelines and documentations and things that you have to fall in line with in order to become trader status, right? And when you are trader status, you get to look at your income, your trade or your profits from your trades as income for the business versus it being a capital gain, right? And just your income, your normal income and your capital gains are just taxed differently. And when you are trader status, you get to write off, you know, all those fees, any, you know, trial, anything that you are, any office spaces, computers, laptops. Now you get to write those things off where if you were just doing it under your name, um, you cannot. Got it. If I can throw in a follow-up, what do you think about doing an S-Corp and then taking those gains and then rolling them over into long-term investment and what advantages that that could have for a person? Um, well, if you do it under an S-Corp, an S-Corp is still a pass-through. Mm -hmm. It's still a pass-through, so it's going to be taxed. So, and again, if you do that and you roll it over, but it just passes through. So the whole, the whole point, the whole point of Unless you're saying, the whole point oh, of oh. is not to like, you got to pay capital gains tax regardless, but it's now you can have more deductions because it's actually a business as opposed to just trading and just, you know, doing it just like on your own, just on the fly. Got you, but you have to be careful with that, right? Because if you are putting it in an S-Corp and the only thing sitting underneath that S-Corp is capital gains from trades, now the IRS could potentially audit you and say, okay, well, this was just basically supposed to pass through. And what else is going on in this business that is allowing you to write other things off? Because yeah, I, now, I, would, I would say with the LLC, like with that family LLC and all that. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I was, I, I, I was saying that, but oh man, this has been a yeah. Because people had that question, and it's like because just to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying. So, in terms of when you do have an S corp, you can take distributions, right? You can take distributions, and then you can also take a salary 
But honestly, if you're just trading and it's nothing else going on in there, you run the risk of getting audited. And if you get audited, then it could turn, it could kind of flip on you because um, an escort is still a pass-through entity, mm. right? That's different with a corporation. Corporation is not a pass-through entity. So there's- That's why I need that book, 300 Tips. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> to help God. Hey, can I just do my, we passed the nine o'clock, so I didn't get to do the earnings. I'm going to do a, a like, quick news and then- We'll do the earnings really quickly. So really quick, um, uh, if anyone did not see, uh, we spoke about this a few weeks ago when uh, Tesla was announced that it's coming to the S&P. It is supposed to arrive on December 21st as one company. I know we were talking about it might be uh, split because of its market cap size. Um, the news today was that it is going to come in as one company um, before the, the 21st or on the 21st. Um, and then Facebook, required customer. I'm not sure if anybody was paying attention to that. The customer is a customer relations management which improves communication for small businesses. And so the idea is if we can, we get advertising dollars from small businesses, that's pretty much where Facebook makes some money. So if they can improve that, more people will advertise, more money will be made. Um, and then the earnings, obviously Zoom came in today, it smashed all of its estimates, um, but the stock kind of went down because the future guys, they don't know if they can sustain that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see with you know, the way that the virus is continuing to ravage our country in hopes of uh, a vaccine on the way. I know that Madeira, they filed for an emergency vaccine from the FDA, so that's a uh, bright light. And then tomorrow, Salesforce will be uh, announcing uh, their earnings. And Salesforce has just announced that they're gonna acquire Slack. So if anybody's in- Well-timed. Watching Slack, they are coming for that big company that we call Microsoft. Uh, So you just talked about Teams, so Salesforce acquiring Slack directly is competition for that. And then uh, Wednesday, Five Below and CrowdStrike, two companies that we've spoken about before, will be reporting. And then Thursday, Dollar General will be reporting it and uh, DocuSign. So those are the, the companies that we're watching to see. Um, so hopefully those are on your list. If not, put them on your list. CrowdStrike been booming ever since Trap caught it. That's a fact. That's <laughs> what, 80? <laughs> five Below too. Trap, he was drilling it in my head like, yo, Five Below, Five Below, Five Below. Five Below's reporting yeah. is on uh, Wednesday as well. Um, for a, new, a number of reasons. He's been like teaching me like, yo, moats, 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 moats. Mm-hmm. I've been studying them. And so Five Below has a great moat. Um, so yeah, Wednesday they'll be reporting their earnings. There you have it. Miss Business, always a pleasure. How can the people contact you? Social media, handle website and all that. Social media, I am Miss Business 101 across all platforms. MS, MS. Yes, MS. MS.Business 101. Um, across all platforms, you can... Email me. You can, um, my email, well, my email is on my website. My, oh, my office number is on my website. You could DM me. You can, I'm, I'm, I'm reachable. Accessible. <laughs> I'm reachable. <laughs> so my website is Miss Business 101. My Instagram handles is Miss Business 101. Um, reach out to me. I love my earners. <laughs> I was, I, I love you guys. They're like, they do not play. They get on the phone with you. We could be up to the point of going through their taxes. They'd be like, yeah, because you know I'm an earner. <laughs> First and foremost. <laughs> conversation, they got to let me know every step of the way. You know I what that you means? That means that the treatment has to be A1 because they came from us. Listen, I know what it means. And so as soon as they say that, I'm like, all right, you family. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Ian, Ian, what would you like to tell the people, brother? Uh, if we enter another recession, you got to keep your eyes on Dollar Tree and Dollar General because I know you guys are like, oh, you talk about is tech and index funds. Um, I'm not a one-trick pony, but keep your eyes on those. Those historically have worked out. And then also pharma and 
technologies we talked about. So make you a list of 12 companies. So uh, Jim to end, you need to make a recession list now for 2024, 2025. Make your list of 100. And then I want you to go mark off. If we hit certain territories, where will we get in? So for me, like if I look at American, I already have these areas marked off. So like if American would have got to six dollars and ninety one cent, I would have went all in. Didn't get there. I got to eight twenty five. It's at fourteen now. Am I upset? Nope. Then go to your spot. So obey the areas, but make you a list of a hundred. Mark off your area. So then when it actually slides down, you're not panicking. And um, I love you guys so much. And Miss Business, thank you for uh, being here. No problem. Thank you for having me. The OG. She's the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um... Troy, what would you like to tell people? Yeah, man, uh, I just want to give uh, a huge shout out to everybody that listened to the advice that we had give and, uh, given and uh, reached out to somebody that was in need and helped families in need, man, because the holiday season is tough, man. This year has been tough, but I want to give a kudos to everybody that reached out, supported the school, supported the family. Um, and I think December, you know, we're going to do it again, man. So if you feel encouraged, um, number one, start at your local school because there's plenty of families who need help. Um, yeah. Spark up family, and it could be a twenty dollars gift card to the supermarket. Anything, man. If you can give, you should, um, because people desperately need it. And if we're in a position to give, we should. Um, so we did that, um, and not because we want credit for it, but sometimes your blessing is the ability to give. And so we're very aware of that, and we've been blessed. So we want to give back to people. Yeah. Thank you, guys. One more question: What it would just put in chat? <laughs> <laughs> what's the biggest lesson you learned tonight because it'll help us uh like customize the content and follow up with next week if we know what was the biggest thing you learned this week but the tax don't mess with uncle sam <laughs> sure. gotta have your books in order gotta have them in order don't mess with him your uncle can want his money your uncle want his money shout out to, shout out to mg shout out to tay shout out to Edgar. A few other people early on. Sorry, I couldn't catch it, but shout out to everybody. Who you got in the snow and Solange battle? Um, we talking it? album? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take seat at the table. I'm going to take seat at the table. Who you got? I like both. No comment. <laughs> I'm in Houston, man. I'll, Solange will roll up on me at NRG Center next year. I, I like both, though. I like both. I like I like Snow Allegra, man. Joe gonna be so mad at you. <laughs> I like, I like how, you know I like Snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Snow is amazing though. I sent I sent my congratulations. Actually, I'm not sure if I got to it. Yeah, she won the award. Uh, Best she, Waters. Yeah, Soul Train If anybody knows Snow, man, send her my regards. I really I really appreciate that album a lot. Solid, solid. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Um. All right. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, it's almost 10 o'clock. Yeah, almost two <laughs> hours. Know. This has been a, a jam-packed session. Thank you guys for rocking with us. It will be um, live for the for the replay after this from about 20 minutes, and then it'll be on all podcast outlets by midnight uh, Eastern Standard Time on uh, Apple, Spotify. So make sure you subscribe to Market Mondays on all the podcast outlets. And also um, make sure that you, um, yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's continue to run it up. Uh, any suggestions that you want, Feel free to hit us up. Let us know, um, you know, different guests. We'll try to bring on different topics that we'll try to cover things of that nature. Uh, yeah. 
That's it. Appreciate it. Yeah, shout out to Zoom for not glitching tonight, and shout out to YouTube for facilitating us. We love both companies. So shout out to the Alphabet. <laughs> yo, love you guys so much. Love is love. Hey, yo, we told y'all in November second, Market Mondays. Y'all can go back. We said that yo, November's a great month to invest. It ended up being one of the greatest months in the history of all time. Yeah, of all time. We'll see what December has to bring, which is tomorrow. So God bless. Be safe. Hug someone, love someone, call somebody, reach out. One conversation could change someone's life. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. Love y'all. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.